The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Meredith Burns. Meredith is a performer and theater executive director living in Jersey City. A few years ago, Meredith had three of the closest friendships in her life all end within the same month. They ended in very different ways, but each of them left her feeling confused, upset, and missing an important part of her life. Hey, Meredith, how's it going? <laughs> it's good, Just Brian. How's already, it going with you? Already cracking up. <laughs> and we saw each other, what, 12 hours ago? Maybe yep. not 12 hours ago, mm-hmm. a little For more. For a very fun show. Very fun show. I think that's the most fun I've had on stage in a while. It was great it was so fun yeah, what it was a really fun, fun show well thanks for coming here yeah thanks for having me talking to me yeah what did what you want to talk about today so where are we going where are we going so um i wanted to talk about these three friendships that i had that broke up all within the span of a month well wow. in 2013 okay um so they were all pretty traumatic breakups. Um, they were all with guys. Um, two of them were my best friends from college. Uh, we were all in the same acting program over at SUNY Purchase. Okay. And um, they were each not friends with each other. Okay, so none of these three people knew each other. So, yeah, so one is a childhood friend. Okay. Um. And the other two uh, became a couple, but when we met in college, they were not friends. Okay. So okay. I almost became, I didn't actually set them up, but I almost became sort of like the binding thing between them at a certain point. Yeah. Like at a certain point, they're the one, they're going to you <laughs> to like talk about the other one or whatever. Definitely. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. We were like this trio. Okay. Um, and they each sort of had like separate friend groups and I was really the one that like brought us our little trio together and we started a theater company when we were like 24 oh wow and um and yeah and we like were really idealistic like we thought like if you just work hard enough you'll become the next atlantic theater company (laughs) you know what i mean that's it like you're just gonna be huge you just had that motivation and hard work and you were all like ready to go yeah oh completely and it was just like you know, it was like, when I think about it, it was so just so 20s, where you're just like, fuck the system. I don't need to audition for anybody, you know, like, I'm going to create my we'll own, thing. own thing. Yeah, exactly. They're going to love us. Um, and so we all had that, that that binded us as well. Um, and what happened was, like, these this, this was a group that... Uh, we were so tight that like when I because they lived in Brooklyn in this loft apartment and I stayed there like three or four times a week, which is insane to even think about. But we all slept in the same bed. <laughs> so they were a couple they and were then a you couple. were just like <laughs> And I was just like the lap dog yeah, at the end of the yeah, like, just keeping <laughs> their feet warm. True, truly. And I mean, but that's how tight we were. Yeah. And um and yeah like just spent like just 
God, I don't know, countless hours, countless conversations. But things got complicated with running this theater company. I mean, we all, we had different opinions, obviously. That's kind of what running a business is, that you have different opinions. And it became tricky because they were a couple. So they could go home at night and like talk about the things. And I would be separate at yeah times. you were the third wheel and i was the third the wheel. business and the relationship i guess like. totally and it, it got weird because like at times one of them would agree with me on something but like for the sake of their relationship oh. they would have to sort of you know make these concessions uh, yeah. for each other um but so things came to a head because we for our largest project this was right before we sort of broke up we raised all this money on Kickstarter, like 35000 on Kickstarter. Whoa. Yeah. And um, it was a month-long thing. And we hired this fundraiser. She was kind of like the ringmaster of this whole thing. And, um, and I felt like she really is kind of like somewhat of a reason that we broke up in such a horrendous fashion. But um, we were towards the end of our campaign and she was like we need an like um, a matching donor this was sort of like a ploy like if we can say you know if we raise five thousand dollars right like by midnight tonight a match will come in for another five yeah that will really incentivize the donors like people to give today versus like people who are like on the fence about giving. right yeah, yeah, yeah. and also we were like we were like around, it was like a week to go and we were around $15,000 from our goal. Yeah, so you were, yeah, you needed something. We needed something and and yeah, it was like one of those things like if you're $15,000 away, people are like, well, they're never going to make it anyway. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to contribute. Totally. Um. So anyway, she masterminded this whole thing and I had like a tiny bit of money that was like in this, um, it was like in a mutual fund. It was, it was $10,000. That's what I had. Like, my dad, like, set up a mutual fund when I was born. And, okay. And that's all. It was $10,000, yeah. you know. I'm not some trust fund kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I contributed the 5000 I was, like, the... You were the of, match. I was the fucking angel donor, which, yeah. you know, for uh. anyone who's going to listen to this. I, I mean, most people, I think, know that at this point. But it, it is a little yeah. sketchy. And it's still tough. It's still tough to put that on you, too. I guess it's, like... Were you, was that like actually something you were giving in or you were just like, I'm going to put this, I don't, I you was don't like, have to I, no, no, I agreed to do it. No, I'm going to be honest yeah. on this. You don't have to I be totally, like, I took it back and. Well, here's what happened. So, so I was like, I'm going to be the angel donor. And it like all kind of, because it was so chaotic this month of fundraising. It was like really intense. I mean, we were. Cause it was our, sort of like, it was, it was, if this didn't work out, I guess, like, were you going to fail as kind of like a company? Yeah, I mean, we were on the hook for a lot of money for this upcoming show that we had. Yeah. And um, and that was part of it, too. Like, there was a venue change at the last moment because we were going to do this show at the Secret Theater in Queens, okay. which is like, I mean, it's called the Secret Theater for a fucking reason. <laughs> Nobody knows about this goddamn <laughs> place. Uh, or then we got admitted, like, the New Ohio Theater, which is like this kind of off-off Broadway theater downtown, but it's a curated venue. So you have to, you know, put this whole proposal forth. And then, you know, if they have room for it in their season, um, they'll accept you. You have to you have to pay, but you have, you'll pay like a reduced rate because they've chosen you. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Certainly, and you're getting a, you're going to get a 
probably a bigger yield of audience and things Definitely. like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more exposure. Yeah. And you're going to, if, I mean, we had the New York Times review it and it was like, there's no way the New York Times was going to go to the yeah. secret theater. Like that was just <laughs> never going to happen. So there was like a huge push on my end to like, you know, forego the secret theater, which was much cheaper, but was the secret theater to go to the new Ohio, which was a lot more money. But I was like, it's going to be worth it. Like we have to make this jump. But they didn't see it that way. They wanted to sort of like, you know, I don't know, be more conservative. So I felt like this onus on me to then make sure that we reached our yeah, goal. Yeah, you have to, because it's, it's you were the one who pushed for this thing. So you're yeah. like, all right, I like I care about this this much where I'm going to like do this thing. Definitely. And so when it came out like that I was the match, they were furious. Oh, they didn't know that? They did. Like, they knew that day when we decided, okay. like, when I was like, well, I'll be, you know, but it was like, the wheels were in motion. And I guess, again, this is where this woman, this fundraiser, like, she knew, but I guess she didn't tell them, but like, she had been communicating in other ways. And it's just, there was like a definitely a communication breakdown yeah. for sure. Like, the story is like, hard to sort of recap because there was such a month of chaos of getting this all together and like they were resentful of me for pushing the new Ohio and so there was just like we weren't talking how we used to talk so I should have been more forthcoming and sort of saying like this is the choice I'm making do you support it and I didn't do that but like I said I felt so I felt so much pressure to make this happen. And I, I guess I really felt like, stupidly, like I was saving the day. Yeah. And that they were going to be happy for that. Yeah. Like, you know? this is going to save everything. We're going to get the money we need. We got this. And like, that's if that means me putting in this amount of money, I'll do that because I want this to succeed. Yeah. yeah. And I thought they'd be like, wow, that's really great. <laughs> like, stupidly, yeah. I thought they would be like, Meredith, thank you so much. And instead, it was the opposite. Oh, I think they thought it was like a power play. And it was like, how dare you? Oh, yeah. Because now it's like, well, I have more invested in this. Right. So you have to like, listen to me. Like, yeah, yes. that weird. I, I, yeah, I see that too. But it's also like, yeah, you were just doing it for like, I care about this thing. And I want it to succeed for us. I had no malintent. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And I guess like, ultimately, like emotions ran high, but I, I thought like once things had settled, they would see that, that clearly, what was my intent to put on a, a great show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, I want this to go well. So this is how I'm helping that. Yeah, happen. like yeah. this isn't the social network. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's not millions like, of dollars right, at play here exactly. where you're like trying to screw them out. Right. <laughs> like I'm not Andrew Garfield and like making weird power. Like, yes, because Andrew Garfield was the one right, who screws the one over like, Facebook. Yeah, right. right. I'm not, what's his yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, whatever. <laughs> yes. um, so, 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 yeah. So then, um, so that like really screws everything up. That really screwed everything up. But then there was another thing where, so like we were getting near to the end, and I we I think there was like five thousand dollars left, and we had been working with this lawyer, and this lawyer suggested that we have like an investor who would potentially get their money back. Okay. And so there was this whole conversation that was brought up by them that was like, well, should we go for this? Like, should we have somebody invest money and then we'll just give it back to them? And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, if someone's getting their money back, I'm getting my fucking money back, you know? Um, and they were like, you want that back? And I was like, I don't, I like, 
I didn't donate it with the intent of getting it back, but like if the if show makes the ta- a profit, yeah. yeah, and if that's on the table, like come on. But once again, because it was just like all fuck, you know, there was just so there was just there was a lack of communication, there was miscommunication, there was just all of that was already like at play. Yeah, it was already an issue, and then this just get like worse and worse. It just kept like the web kept getting more and more tangled. And um and so anyway, we did the show and it was great. I, you know, it, it, like artistically, that's sort of the last big thing that I did as an actor. Um, and it was just like a monster of a role. And I like, I just loved it. You know, it was, it was like we had like 16 performances, something like that. And um, I'm on stage the whole time. It's this two hour play. Whoa. And yeah, it was just like so crazy emotional. It was about a breakup, a very like intense breakup. And then um, the character, she starts hallucinating Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, (laughs) it was really, it's like, it was really weird, um, but it was, it's really beautiful. And um, so I, so the show ended and I was like feeling great, you know, I was like, oh my God, like I did this thing. Like I started memorizing lines for this thing like six months Prior. Yeah. So it was like a major yeah. endeavor. So it was like a huge success on your part because it was like we put all this work into it. I personally put a lot of like work into this role, but yeah. like we as this trio made this thing work. And My it, God, yeah. yeah. Like we You're like riding high, being like, This felt so great. This is like why we did this and Totally. Yeah. And I felt like now that it's over, we can sort of like patch up the relationship yeah. and like talk through everything that had happened. Yeah, because there was a lot of like, yes, there's all these drops in conversation and and things aren't going well. But it was like, we just got to get through this. We got to make this thing happen. And now let's like, now that this is not something we're dealing with every day, let's figure out our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so naive because I really thought like, that's it. Like, we're of course going to patch it up. Like, we're best friends. We all sleep in the same bed. (laughs) Um, And they called me to a meeting, which I thought again, was like, like going to be this is, meeting. Yeah, let's like, talk through things. And I walk in and they handed me legal papers. Whoa. Yeah. And they had gone to a lawyer behind my back and they, because we were a 501c3 nonprofit. Yeah. And we were the board. Normally, like we were the staff and the board, but no one was making any money. It was volunteer, you know. Um, and they removed me from my position on the board. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, I was just, devastated like I was just I was in such shock and I just couldn't fucking believe it like I was like the fact that like they wouldn't give me the dignity of speaking to me you know yeah I was just like here are the papers like goodbye yeah and I just like broke down crying like I just was like I've never felt like such a so worthless before that like you have no respect for me um, yeah, especially being that close as friends. Yeah. I was uh, like, fuck this company. Like, I thought our relationship was more important than the company. And and also, like, I made mistakes, but nothing. I was never trying to hurt you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. In no way was anybody, like, screwed over other than you. But, like, during that whole everything is, like, messy and you're trying to deal with all this fundraising and stuff. It's not like, 
Yeah, I know. It uh, was that's so. Tough. It felt cruel, you know. It, it is a real felt, like. It's a real Facebook move. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it's exactly. Like you're living out. You're living it's out. True. Like, the Gosh. small, the, the smallest small scale <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> oh god, the most like pathetic <laughs> level of. Like, but it's still like the feelings are the same. You know, yeah, it's like the feelings real, are the same. And the betrayal was like yeah. huge, and um, and what's so crazy is like so I was engaged at that time. I think okay. I got engaged like couple months before yeah because we got engaged in august and then the show was in october and i think it was like the last week of october that they dropped this bomb on me and what is so and honestly this is not this is totally 100 percent true like when i was thinking about my bridal party and all of that i was like i never wanted that like i didn't want any bridal shower none of that shit i was like i just wanted like a you know somebody to give a speech or somebody to, you know, stand there at the altar. But I was like, well, it's going to be the two of them. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm just not going to have a bu- best, you know, woman. Like, it'll yeah, be it's a- like, these are the two people who are most important to me. Yeah. And I want next to me at my wedding. Yeah, my best man. Like, honestly, and that it was so painful. Like, I was like, planning to ask them once we'd sort of had this whole Yeah, figure out the business stuff. Oh, man. And so it was like, all the more, di- like, I just couldn't believe it. And yeah, and that was that was the last time we ever spoke. So you have not talked in over well, five years or whatever. It yeah, is? yeah, no, we've I've never spoken to them again. I I wrote them. They wrote me some letter like we had had these tote bags made that like again it was like my idea for the fucking tote bags, <laughs> and I had I had the tote bags and they asked for them because they were like went to, I had like the filing cabinet. I was the one who did like all the admin like nitty gritty work. And I had the filing cabinet in my house and they they came to like pick up the filing cabinet and they were like, oh, and also, um, you know, bring the tote bags. And I like wrote back some nasty email just saying like, um, sorry, Mike and I have been using them as toilet paper. <laughs> I've been wiping my ass with the tote bags. So, so sorry, they're not available. <laughs> oh, God. And are they still like a, a company? No. So that's like kind of the crazy thing that like, so, like, the company, like, tanked almost right away. And Jeez. they broke up as a couple. That's what oh I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I really did go on, like, like I blocked them from all yeah. my social media. I bro- blocked their families from social media, which sounds, like, a little intense. But I just was so hurt and angry. And, like, I was, like, I don't want anyone that they know or care about to, like, know what's happening in my life, you know? And I did take, like, a major left turn. Like, I was, at that point you know, working a million different side hustles and auditioning all the time and running this theater company. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, yeah, and like I, I like, have to cut this part of my life out. Yeah, it just felt so damaging and so unhealthy. And I was like, I just need stability. And that's when I went into, you know, running this after school program in Brooklyn, which it was like everything I needed it to be. But um so so yeah so that happened i haven't talked to them i did weirdly enough my mike's my husband mike his best friend gunther lives in montana and they there was a wedding when was it last year i guess last summer and um you know there's like one flight out to montana <laughs> it's like one a day yeah there's like one a day it's like on a sunday at 6 a.m like once a one a week <laughs> once a week and um and weirdly enough, all of a sudden I hear Meredith and I turn around and there's one of the guys. And I was like, I just couldn't handle it. Like yeah. I was like, does not compute. Like, and I was pretty hungover because we had gone. <laughs> 
out the night before. And so I was like, I was just looking at him going, this is so weird. I just kept saying, this is so weird. This is so weird. Over and over and over again. And then um, he was like going out to like for like a theater residency or some shit like that. I was just like, what are the chances that we would (laughs) run into each other on on the one flight to Montana? (laughs) And like... (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, my husband was just like, I was like, what did I just say? He was like, you just kept repeating this <laughs> over and over. I was like, yeah, I had no, because I was still just like, yeah, you're angry. still not saying like, Isn't that anger, weird? shock, like, yeah, and like I'm not, you know, maybe that was good because I don't feel that angry anymore. I think more just like I feel like a sense of loss. Like yeah. I don't, yeah, because those people were so important to you so for important. so long, and yeah. to just be like, okay. They're gone. Ugh. Yeah. So then to sort of make like a bad month even worse, um, my my other friend, this is my, my third, my childhood friend, yeah, um, he had just moved to Brooklyn. He'd been like, he's like a really smart guy, but he was sort of like struggling to find his path in life. And like he was like living home for a long time and like had finally made the leap to Brooklyn to like I don't know work in advertising or some shit and I Mike had like gone away on a golf trip with his brother and so I was like feeling really lonely because this thing happened and I like went over to his house as as again this was another guy that like I slept over his I mean he was only a couple blocks away from me but like yeah he slept over my house I slept over his house like I've known him my whole fucking life and um and so I went to his house and like we were hanging out and there was actually he was like roommates with a couple other people from high school that we knew. And um, we all just were having a great time. And I was like, listen, I'm not getting back on the train. Like, I'm just gonna sleep here. And he was like, yeah, cool. He was like, do you mind if I play video games when you're on the couch sleeping? I was like, no, nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, about three hours later, I woke up and... Um, and his hand was down my shirt. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, and I was shocked. Like I was, it was one of those things. Was like I'd been drinking, and like it was kind of like when you come to, and it just doesn't feel real. Yeah, you're like dreamlike state. Yeah, like in the morning, you're like three in the morning, just being like, what? Yeah, I was like, what's happening? And then, and then I saw him, and like I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I just like turned to him, and I was like. But, like, in a gentle way, like, in a way that, like, God, it makes me just think, like, this is what women do. Like, we don't just immediately turn to somebody and punch them in the face and say, like, fuck you, bro. Like, Yeah, you're trying to get an explanation. You want yeah. it to be, like, civil, I guess. And I don't know. You want, like, in a way, I was, like, taking care of him. Yeah, like, like what's, what's going on? Like, is which, everything okay? Yeah, yeah like- it's just, like, so crazy. And I was, like what are you doing? And he was like, oh, uh, mm. and then, and then he, he didn't leave right away. And then like, oh God, the details get worse. But like, ultimately, I suffice it to say, like, it was so traumatizing and weird. And to, to talk like to say it was traumatizing for somebody I knew my whole life. Yeah, was so bizarre. But like, it continued to get worse. Like he like, went into his room um, which was directly across from the living room. And um, and he, like, came out naked oh and started God. walking, like, naked from his his bedroom to the kitchen. I think it was... This is my theory on this, which is... 
I can't confirm whether this is true or not, but Breaking Bad was in there like whatever season at that point. <laughs> and do you remember the episode where Walter White, he, in order to like explain his disappearance from his wife, he gets naked and like pretends to have a psychotic yeah, moment in the yeah. grocery store. I swear that like, <laughs> I swear that that's what he was doing. Like, I think he realized, oh my God, oh my God. And then he like was trying to like, cover his tracks justify and, like i was sleepwalking yeah, or some fucking weird right. uh, i had a psychotic break and you know and and but like in like he so he kept doing this which was like here's the thing i wanted to run out of the apartment yeah. but it was and now pitch he's just black and he's just standing there naked yeah but he kept going like to his lip to the living room and then he like or i'm sorry to his bedroom and he'd stay in there for a little bit and then and i was just you know basically frozen on yeah. the couch but I actually, I fucking ran to the kitchen and I grabbed a knife. Isn't that, that's how, yeah, like, you were scared just like, I, I was. I don't know what this, and to be like, this is somebody I've known my whole life and now this situation is happening and I don't know what to fucking do and I'm scared. Yeah. And I was just sitting there on the, like, like in the fetal position on the couch with a freaking knife in my hand. And oh my then, God. and I was just waiting, like there were, you know, there was like, um, there was a window to my left and it had like. You know, I was like looking through. Yeah, there's like a, a reflection and it like, of course, you know, opened out into like a weird courtyard, <laughs> you know, like you're just like facing another yes, building. Yeah. Um, and I just kept looking at that window, wondering when like dawn would happen and whether when it would be like light enough like for me to leave. just run out of there, which is what happened. It was like the first sign of daylight. I just like grabbed my shit and I was like, I'm probably probably something's, you know, still there. Uh, and I just ran out and I called my husband. It had to have been like 5.45 in the morning and I just was like, I-, I don't know what just happened. And he was like, it just, he couldn't really process it. It was like, he was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, because he obviously knew this guy forever yeah. and and like, it was just a relationship that he was comfortable with me having, clearly, you know? It yeah, like, there was no threat. Uh, yeah. Like, or, obviously, and you two were close again because you were, yeah. like, staying over there a lot and being very close with this person. So it's like, yeah, and, like, for him to be, like, your husband to be like, uh, what? It was such a major... And I guess still, too, you're still in that shock, right? Like, when you're have, making that phone call being, like... Because now you're having to say it out loud. Like, hey, this thing just happened... Yes. And I don't know what it was, but it ha- like it happened. Yes. And it was, yeah, it was just really, I, I was on the train and um, I remember there was actually this woman who started talking to me. She like came out of like a long shift. She was a nurse. She was in scrubs. And she, it was just like the best thing that could have happened because I was like, I just was so shell-shocked, and I remember her just talking to me and just being like, you know, I forget. I honestly forget the context of the conversation, but it just, like, soothed me to be like, okay, all right, you know, like, it's it's going to be okay. And then what's so weird is, like, I never, like, we had a friend group, you know, because he's, like, my hometown. Yeah, because, yeah, and you said you were, like, roommates with your friends from high school and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and I never, I only told a couple other friends in that group um, and I kind of regret that. I wish I had sort of like put it on blast more, but 
you know, I, like at the t- if, again, it was like, I don't want to ruin his life, which is so stupid. Like, yeah. And so this Me Too movement shit is like so uh, complicated. And I feel like, yeah, I, not that it's not OK, but it's like there's such an extra level of every because it's like that whole background of like what to do that to somebody that you're that close with for that long. And then because then and he like made no effort to reach out or no, like explain. He did. OK, he did. He wrote me like a 10 page handwritten letter. And um, and I I just didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, yeah. I read it, and I was like, wh- yeah, like what are you supposed to say that changes what he did? Like that is, it's on. Unf- yeah, it yeah. was like really, it was really traumatized. Yeah, it just was like, it was just like crazy month of like I like went to one. <laughs> yeah, you like, like <sighs> and to yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like t- in that moment, you just needed a friend. Yes. I just needed a friend and to not be shitty. For him to like take advantage of that. It's like, so I still Oh god. I know. I know. It was yeah, I still like that was such a strange just such a what a yeah, what a bizarre month in my life. And then like for these three people who were truly like the closest people these three guys, these three men that were like the closest you know, other than my husband. Yeah. But truly like you know, I've been with my husband for 11 years now. And, um, you know, one of the things I can say about relationships is, like, you can't get everything from one person. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. It's just unrealistic to think that, like, one person will fulfill all of that. And, like, those three guys, like, you know, it, and not just because they're, I mean, it feels, like, gendered in a way, but it's it's not. Like, they were just friends to me. They were, like supplemented all the other things i needed do you know what yeah, i mean Yeah, just like your support system they were in life it's just you were like you need that other space and those people were like filling that support system totally and like we just had more you know like my husband is he's like such a nice sweet guy and like but he's not super like he's not an artist you know what i mean like so, yeah you have that you have parts of your personality and existence that you know, you can't expect everybody to like right, be anybody. Course. Yeah, not just yeah. specifically your husband. Anybody in your life is going to be like, oh, I connect with you on this level, but you also have this other thing and I don't know anything about this thing and you can connect with that other person with that right. thing. Yeah. And those are like the three people in my life that like gave me that, yeah. you know? There's like other elements that you got to, these other parts of your being that you got to like have, connect with yes, somebody. right. Yeah. And so then it was just like, it, so it was such a loss. It was like here I, I was like mad and hurt, but also just felt like, fuck, who, who's, who's yeah. coming to sort of like fill that gap? Because not only had you lost those three people, but you lost that like other, those other people in your life that you surrounded yourself with that were the people that you went to, right? Like, yeah. Like you'd feel like it feels like multiple breakups, right? Like It, it like, did. It yeah. felt like it was, yeah, it was such a traumatic time and um. And yeah, I don't think I've, I haven't like still, like I'm definitely on the other side of it and, you know, but I, I don't necessarily, like I've never then recreated those relationships. Yeah. You there know? wasn't like, oh, here's this other person that now yeah. gives me this thing that I lost. It's, it's still like those, you probably have like parts of it from different people. Again, like there's new people that have parts of those elements but yeah nobody that's been like oh yeah this i feel this again with this person totally and it's like now that i'm in my 30s 
it's it's so hard to have those kinds of yeah. friendships. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know why it is. Like I think I think it's easier for women, you know, than men. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I, I yeah. I think men it seems like men it's like it's got to be an activity or something that you're connecting <laughs> yeah. over like but women it's like we we need to talk about a lot of shit i mean to again that sounds kind of gendered but i i do think that that uh, yeah can be true it's, and it's like i you know my like our friend evan it's like that's my guy friend that i like talk and about with, my yeah. life with you know and it's like that's he's that person to me but i don't like i that's a rarity in my life to have a guy that i can like connect on that level with maybe there's there's a few there's definitely a few others but he's like my my go-to oh yeah. i don't think i knew that oh yeah He's my go-to. Oh, that's so nice. My go-to guy talk. <laughs> I was like truly a mess a few weeks ago. And there was like, I had this like mess of a day. And I was like doing eight things at once. And like, I kind of overcommitted to some things and this thing fell apart. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't go to this thing. I got to do this other thing in an hour. I had just seen him really briefly. Uh, and then I was like, oh, fuck. I had this moment of like, my life is a mess. And I was just like, hey, man. Uh, the thing I was running out when I saw you, I can't get there in time. I'm not gonna be able to do it. I have like an hour to kill. And he's like, let's get a drink. Aww. And it was just like nice to have that person there. Right. And it's like, those people are really important. And it's oh, like, God. I, it's like, that's why I'm like, yeah, it's tough when you lose all of those people at once. I know. But I, uh, I was babysitting for this family at the time. This was in the same month. And this, uh, the father was friends with this like guy who was like the head of the psychiatry department at Columbia. And uh, he asked me, he was like, oh, Meredith, you know, you're an actor. Would you be willing, you're, you'll get paid. Would you be willing to like go in and um, be like a, like a faux patient for <laughs> like what, what what Kramer does on that episode of Seinfeld exactly like, exactly like, and that's exactly what I thought it was gonna be that like I had to pretend I had schizophrenia yeah, had some, yeah. and like I could get into the role you know and so and that's how it was pitched to me so little do I know I show up the day of and I was like so what are my symptoms you know and they were like no this is you like we're gonna and I was like, wait, what? We're going to diagnose you <laughs> as yourself. The, the whole sort of experiment experiment with, with these students, they were all like grad school yeah. um, psychology majors. And they were, um, they wanted to see if short term therapy could work. Oh, wow. So like three sessions of an hour. And, but it was like, I was having the therapy session with, the like the main person who's like the in charge oh. of the Columbia thing, and all the students like were there watching. <laughs> and, and so, man, and this is happening literally just after all this shit happened. Yes, that's exactly right. It was a week later, and like so, I'm like a very fragile person at the moment, and yeah, it's just like hits me that I have to now talk about myself, and so I start talking. And you're about- like, well, this is what's been happening in my life recently. <laughs> I I just was totally honest. I think yeah. I was like I just had no. I, was I mean, like a little I think raw. it's like yeah, like why and like why not? You know, it's like, but I was speaking to like yeah, thirty hundreds. psychology students. Like it was so fucking awkward. And but I like I just went in and I could. They all started just like you know, <laughs> they're like, all getting uncomfortable. They were really uncomfortable because I think they thought like I was gonna come in with just like more like an easier problem. Yeah, and you're like, well, if you're gonna do this, then I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> it was so intense and. 
even the woman, the the moderate, what the teacher, the professor, she was like, "Oh, this was more than I bargained for," <laughs> and and like I remember like when I when I was leaving, she was like. I think you really need to actually get into therapy and like talk, talk to somebody because like the short term thing's not going to work. <laughs> we know that we're doing this as an experiment, but it's not going to be good enough. And it was just, and I was like, okay, like, but I, I just was in such a cloud. And then, and then like when I was supposed to go back for my second round, I was like, I like the morning of, I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just like bailed. And then that was it. But I just, that's really funny. Yeah. That you're like, I can't go back in this room. I've shared too much. Like, exactly. <laughs> and I just was all like, you're bad fucking therapist. Let me tell you, because all of you were really uncomfortable. Yeah, like if you couldn't deal with this, like what you got nothing. Like, yeah. Like, like show your poker, like what's really your poker funny. face that's people. Really oh, God. So you, yeah. you ruined a profession for multiple. I people. think so. I think definitely. They all left. A bunch of them quit. They were like, this is too much. <laughs> way too much oh boy yeah like i said i mean the anger sort of subsided but like the loss is just still there so yeah love hurts it does it does <laughs> but thank you for sharing it yeah I'm thanks sure. no i feel good yeah do you have like stuff you want to tell people about that you got going on in the world i run a theater organization and like, i guess it's really more multi-arts organization uh called art house productions and we have a ton of events. We kind of run the gamut of arts experiences. We have a visual arts gallery. Um, and we do plays and festivals and dance. And it's it's actually really great. So go to arthouseproductions.org or follow us on all social media at Arthouse Productions. And uh, come to Jersey City and check out what we're doing because um, there's some dope-ass art. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith. Yeah, you're welcome. is how we fight for something that's right love hurts is produced hosted and edited by brian berlin theme music by mickey hommel show art by caroline mallon you can find love hurts on apple podcasts stitcher google play spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you like the show Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.